I feel like I would be a completely different person if I went to a PWI. Yeah, and not for the better. And not for the better <laughs> at all. You mind yours, and I'll mind mine. And we're back. Hey, guys. Hey, in the cut. With my That's when we be vibing. <laughs> well, if we post this according to our schedule, then happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, what are you thankful for, Nina Bachman? Um, I'm thankful for aw, my relationship with you and definitely my family, you know, the huge. Um, I'm thankful for making it to senior year for sure. Oh, what a good one. We made it. Yeah, my major officially changed everybody, so now I'm officially a scripper. I officially dropped my minor. <laughs> Woo! Big things coming ahead. But speaking of school, we were going to talk about our HBCU and why either you should pick one or you shouldn't. What do you think? Right. You, sh- you think people should be going to HBCUs? I love my HBCU. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I love my HBCU. And I, like, when I go back and, like, go back to Florida and I'm talking to, you know, up-and-coming High school seniors, I always recommend going to an HBCU because I feel like I wouldn't be the person I am today without it. So Yeah, I agree. For I was listening. But I was like, Hampton, okay, like I don't care. Right. Like, what does that even mean? And now, like, honestly, best decision I've ever made. And I just think there's an overall lack of insight of what HBCU life is like. So we're here to, you know, hopefully aid you in making your decision to attend an HBCU. Yeah, go Not biased or anything. Okay, let's start it off with, I guess, attire. Okay. What be putting on? Like, <laughs> I feel like, but I also feel like what we wear is so different than, like, what I used to wear in high school. I used to wear, like, sweatpants. I mean, I still do. But, like, pajamas to class, like, just jeans and a, literally, like, a sports t-shirt, like, nothing going on crazy coming here we got a pageant later i gotta go put on a whole outfit with some heels on <laughs> okay first of all we got a pageant later <laughs> yeah what i used to never go to pageants like what is a pageant i've like, probably what? been to like six pageants in my time here at hampton <laughs> yeah at least <laughs> at least no i think that's the cool thing about our hbcu is that everybody's style is very unique to them and i think coming here helps you figure out more what what you're into, what you like. You can test the waters of different styles, like mm-hmm. see other people, get inspiration. We have a lot of people on campus with their own clothing brands, like our annual fashion show during homecoming week. Like mm-hmm. you really can see what students are doing. And it, it's really it's really cool. I know like streetwear is really big within our, our generation, but this year's fashion show, we had some very like intricate pieces, like things you would see in like actual runway shows. So That's I think cool. it's really cool that people like can – freely express themselves here and Mm -hmm. not not feel judgment like yeah and i feel like there's also a lot of events like we have these things called like 12 to 2 or 4 to 6 which are literally parties in our student center and we have holland parties we just have a lot of different things we have pageants um and so there's a lot of different occasions where you're dressing up more often than you would think Right, and that's not even to mention Business Pro. (laughs) Yeah, that's not even talking about the Business Pro that we'd be wearing. Oh, my goodness. Um, Because we're also in the student leadership program here, and so we got to wear Business Pro every Wednesday. Walk tall Wednesday. And I think that that honestly, as annoying as it can be sometimes, really prepares you for the real world. Yeah, I agree. I know how to put on a Business Pro, Business Cash Fit, like nobody's business. Like, Come on. I just, you know. 
And I, I wouldn't, I, I mean, I don't know how it is at PWIs, but I don't think that, as strict as they are here at Hanson University, I don't think they're doing it like that at PWIs. Yeah, I know that, like, obviously Peyton has a low cut, but we be dyeing her hair crazy colors, we do designs, like, I feel like, I don't know, I can't really speak for Nina at a PWI because Nina's never going to one, but... I feel like, would we have been as experimental? I don't think so. I feel like it would be easy to get trapped into a box and not really feel free to express ourselves in that way. Mm. And I also feel like the fear of judgment from our white counterparts would be intimidating, you know? Like, a lot of times when I was younger, I didn't want to get box braids in my hair because I didn't know like what my classmates were going to think if Retweet. I if I came in with a different hairstyle like right. I, I I was just coming in with coming in with my hair straight people didn't recognize exactly. me and so it's just I feel like when it, at least when it comes to like our hair there's just so many like stigmas what's the word I'm looking for come like on, negative come connotations there we go and microaggressions, I just, microaggressions <laughs> and I feel All like I would that. come in and be like oh wow like getting compliments when your hair is straight like versus when it's in its natural state I feel like it's so just like just a microaggression, and right. I don't know. I just it was just at least my relationship with my hair was very very different growing up than it is now, and I feel like I'm more accepting when it's a, almost like a mess, quote unquote. Um, like I don't really care as much. Like where there's no one that's going to be like, oh Nina, your hair is looking a mess. It's nappy. It's da da da. But at my old schools, people be quick to call it out. Oh your hair's so frizzy. Like why don't you repull it up? Ass. Like. Get off my dick, the yeah, fuck? Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, I didn't shave my head until I came to HBCU. Granted, we were virtual, but I would have never done that at my PWI. I remember, like, I had a boyfriend back when I shaved my head, and I was like, I think I'm going to shave my head today. And he was like, oh, okay. So I shaved my head, and I FaceTimed him, and he was like, you look beautiful. I was like, okay, but, like, what do you think about my hair? And he was like, you look beautiful, Peyton. And I was like... <laughs> Jeez. But your hair is ugly. Right, literally just say that. So, And even like when I first shaved my head, I really don't think that it was, I was at my full potential. I really didn't learn to love my hair and love my low cut until I got to my HBCU. And there's so many other girls with low cuts. And just seeing yourself in other beautiful black women, I mm-hmm. feel like is very uplifting. And so like the sense of community through clothing and through hairstyles and just free expression all around, it just really cultivates that confidence inside of you. Yeah, I agree. Going off of that, I feel like school is really the place where you can like find yourself, especially at our HBCU. I feel like there's just so many opportunities to just be your authentic self. And I think also between like that transition of high school and college, you can honestly redefine who you are. I know that at least in high school, I was more quiet, not not necessarily outgoing as much. I wasn't in any orgs. Like, I really just kept to myself, played my sport, and went home. And here, like, I'm in five different organizations on campus. Like, I'm super outgoing. I have multiple leadership positions. And, like, I wouldn't have done that if I didn't almost, like, want to kind of almost, like, recreate myself in a sense. Like, I wanted to put myself out there more and do things that made me uncomfortable. Not only did college give me that, like, space to do so, but my HBCU made me feel way more comfortable to do it. I agree. Yeah, I think that goes back to, like, the sense of community we were talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. there's these inherent qualities that are in you, I think, in coming to an HBCU. It really brings that out of you. Like, Mm -hmm. you're really pushed to the forefront. And 
I feel like it just takes like the anxiousness out of it. Like I really yeah. wasn't scared to just be myself and be my authentic self because I mm-hmm. knew that I had people supporting me and giving me the platform and genuinely like wanting to see me succeed. And yeah. I really don't think I would get that at a PWI. Yeah. And I also feel like we're all in kind of like the same playing field. And I also like appreciate that there's no need to fear like racism. Like honestly, like race is completely out of the question. If you missed an opportunity, it was based on your skills, not because you were black or you were white or you were this or you were that. Right. And I really think that like it can create a sense of a bubble that you're in like just this HBCU bubble. Because when I leave my campus and I see white folk at the grocery store, I'd be a little confused. I'm like, what? It, the heck? it, it took me back a little bit. As if my dad but, isn't white. But, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be forgetting. But like, it literally like, like, you are in a little HBCU bubble, but it's safe. It's comfy here. Right. It's literally a family. And I think that's what I – I go to school 13, 14 hours away from my from my family. So I think that was the biggest thing that I was scared of coming to a school mm-hmm. so far away. And I came here, and literally instantly I had a family. And uh, people around you supporting you, friends, professors, just – faculty everybody just wants to see you succeed and Mm -hmm. if you need something you'll find a person that will help you make it happen and i think Mm -hmm. that that is just an extension of hbcu culture disclaimer just because we feel a sense of family does not mean there's not weirdos out there stay safe right right right. i agree there are people preying on our downfalls but we have each other and hashtag right exactly (laughs) exactly um okay no let's talk about a classroom setting And being taught by black professors and kind of like what you were saying earlier, like having the racism aspect removed out of it. Mm -hmm. I think that since you're being taught by black professors, the students you're going to class with are all black. It allows for a more free flowing conversation and you don't feel intimidated. Like Mm -hmm. I went to a private school for my first two years of high school and it was literally straight out of like. A, a meme when they start talking about slavery and everyone turns around and looks at me and I'm like, there's no way this is happening. Bro, the eye contact is crazy. Like, I was there. In the history lesson, when they say, yeah, so slavery looked dead at me. Right. I wasn't there. Right. Don't ask me for a primary source account on that. That what happened 500 years ago. Or As if I was out there picking cotton. Like, what do you want me to say to you right now? So I feel uh, like, like, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> this right. happened. <laughs> It actually was way worse, actually. Yeah, like you're actually not even telling the full tea. Right. So, so but coming here, like to my HBCU, obviously everybody's on the same accord. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets it. Like, there's no need for me to fight for my life in a classroom setting. Like, I would leave my world history class in ninth grade, like, genuinely so enraged and frustrated. Like, there's no way, like, you guys think like that. So, to get the the most out of your education and the most out of your degree, like you need to have that space to be yeah. open and not feel the need to defend your blackness like every conversation. Literally. And I feel like also the classroom setting, our school is very small. All of HBCUs are significantly smaller than majority of the PWIs out there. And so when you have about, you know, what, 10 to 15 students per professor, like that allows for more of a more intimate relationship with them mm-hmm. where you can have like almost like a friendship in a sense. I have a lot of teachers that have given me opportunities like conferences, um, case competitions and stuff like that 
because like they know who I am, they know my work ethic, they know that's something I'm interested in. And so they'll when they have those opportunities come across their desk, they're like, Okay, send it to Nina. Like Nina will get shit done. Nina wants to do stuff like that. So I feel like it allows for them to have more attention with you. And then also when it comes to like your grades, things like that, like you can literally pull a professor a professor aside and talk to them if you're I feel like when it comes to grades and people be failing, I really feel like it's from lack of trying because you can literally pull your professor, ask for extra credit, ask for more opportunity, ask what you can do um, to improve. And when they see that like initiative, a lot of them are willing to help you. I agree. I do feel like my professors and my mentors are truly invested in me and my career post-grad. And I think that, like you said, like the student-to-professor ratio allows them to get to know you personally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when, you know, Because they are connected far beyond just Hampton University. So when those opportunities do come across their desk, as long as you're an upstanding citizen (laughs) and participating in class, they're going to be like, yeah, hey, let me write this for Nina. And I I think people really overlook, like, fostering that relationship with your professors and go to your, your professor's office hours. Like, get to know them. And I recently changed my major, so I was nervous coming into a whole new department like halfway through my collegiate career. And it was nothing I needed to fear. Like, I came in, like, my professors are very invested in me. Like, it's all what you put into it. And mm-hmm. I think that across the board is a theme for HBCU life and HBCU culture. Like, you're going to get what you put into it. Yeah, and I think a lot of them actually genuinely cared because when I was dropping my minor, like, it was it was mainly my fault for like my class schedule being out of whack, but like they were truly fighting for me to try to keep it, trying to see what they can do to make it work. But in the end, it just didn't work out, and I'm okay with dropping it. Honestly, thank the Lord. But like I could see, like they had they cared more about my minor than I did. So right. I was like, I appreciated that. Right, um, and it just like it boosts your confidence as well. And mm-hmm. I think that when you're going into corporate America, mm-hmm. in order to be like the creme de la creme, especially coming from a minority background, you need to be on your A-game. And I feel like my my HBCU has prepared me for that. Mm -hmm. What are some, like, misconceptions or, um, like, negative connotations of, like, HBCUs that you've heard of that are, like, not necessarily true? Bro, when I was, like, applying, this was before I even got to my HBCU, like, I was, I knew in fifth grade I wanted to go to HBCU. I watched this BuzzFeed video of these alum talking about their HBCU experience, and I literally walked into the room. I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to an HBCU. So I knew that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then I would tell, like, my guidance counselors, who were white, and I'm like, okay, these are the schools that I'm looking at. And they're like, okay, well, based on your GPA, you just have so much more potential to do this, that, and the third. And I'm like, what the hell? Excuse me? What the hell do you mean? Like, it's just like... They really get overlooked, and like I said, people feel that they don't adequately, ad- adequately, okay, go. adequately prepare you for the real world. And I feel like nothing could be further than the truth. And then also, when it comes to like job fairs, career fairs, we have them what almost two times a semester. We just Bro. had one for three days. So like, what are y'all talking about? What That's what saying? I'm saying. And I really feel like there's a guest speaker talking to my class like at least once a week. Like one of my classes is going to have a guest speaker. So I'm going to come Something. talk. And it's that's what I'm saying. Like it's what you put into it. Like if you're networking and you're making these connections, like you are going to be fine when you graduate. So just that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's also so many opportunities for HBCU graduates or HBCU students. So. Yeah, keep them coming, corporate America. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Corporate America wants to hire HBCU grads. You know how good that makes them look? Right. 
And we have like big companies that come and talk to our school. Like Google has been here, Amazon has been here. PepsiCo. The Washington Commanders are here right now. Like, yeah, they come. They're looking for the, their their black students to come. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a little trophy or something. Like, no, they get a prize if pick they get me, us. pick me. <laughs> um, okay, so when it comes to like, I guess the social life on campus aspect, what do you think of like? organizations like i feel like we're both a part of what like five Mm -hmm. so too damn busy (laughs) yeah so busy so talk to them about that a little bit the thing with me is i had great bigs coming into hampton so they told me big oh yeah right a big is pretty much a mentor that you have so usually how it works is they're a senior and you're a freshman and that's how it was when i came and i toured um my my bigs are actually through srt not slp awkward (laughs) So you get paired with a senior or just someone older, and they pretty much just help you navigate life at Hampton, answer any questions that you had. So I was very lucky and fortunate um, with the bigs that I had coming into school. And they told me, like, you know, put yourself out there, but join things that you actually care about and are passionate about. And so one of the first orgs that I joined was Women's Caucus. And to this day, this is my my favorite org. Like, I feel that it really aligns with a lot of things that I am passionate about. And it just gives you the platform to execute ideas that you have. And I think that at a larger institution, at PWIs, that space probably wouldn't have been created for me. And so a lot of events that I've put on throughout being at Hampton just would have never happened if I was at a PWI, not only because there's just so many people, but it's like, how passionate are you actually? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, what, we were talking to your cousin and she was telling us about the honors college at FSU and it was like, how many people? Like 2,000 people in the honors college? We're like, mm, there's like 40 in hours. But it just, yeah, it creates more a more- intimate. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm gonna say. It just creates more intimate space. Like I actually know the people in my org. Like Yeah, and I feel like also like that's a way to like quickly make friends when you're coming to- you know, college and you don't know anybody, you just know your roommate. And um, I I mean, we came in as sophomores because of COVID. So great. But (laughs) like we already knew each other because we joined the Honors College virtually. But Mm -hmm. when we came in, we both joined Women's Caucus. And like that became like just like where all of our friends were from was from Women's Caucus. Then we joined SLP. Then we joined like another organ, another organ. So there's just so many to put yourself into. There's organizations for your major. So I'm also part of the American Marketing Association here. Um, so like there's just so much to do. And I don't know. It's just fun. I feel like when you get here <clears throat> or when you go to college in general, you realize that you do have a lot of free time outside of your class. And so a way to fill that up is to join some orgs. I do agree. a little something for the community, I guess. I agree. And a lot of people that complain about, oh, my HBC was so boring, like, whatever. I it's like, what are you doing? What do you do on campus? Like, we are literally in the orgs that, like, put on the events for the school. So it's like, we mm-hmm. are controlling those things. So you're sitting here complaining. It's like a slap in the face to me. Like, if yeah, you want to make a difference. Go to the events we host. Exactly. If go you, do something. Get out of your dorm. That's what I'm saying. And if you if you want to sit there and complain be the change like go join the org and give your ideas host an event like what do you want to see on your yeah campus? and speaking of bigs way back whenever we mentioned that like my bigs and i feel like a lot of like of like the seniors emphasize to the freshmen when they come in is like your experience is what you put in like you get you get out what you put into it and i feel like that's for any organization you join on campus and that's just for your experience at college in general like if you're not putting yourself out there and joining different organizations or doing what makes you truly happy or what you want to do then like you're not going to have a good time at your school exactly i feel like 
in Women's Caucus, like, there's a lot of orgs, like, if you want to host an event, host it. Like, we give you the platform to do so. If you want to start your own club, start it. Like, what's your idea? All you have to do is ask what form to fill out and get to filling. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it is really that easy. And it's especially fun when you're passionate about those organizations and, like, really care. And you're doing it with your friends. So yeah. to see those those moments and those events, like, come full circle, like, it's really fulfilling. All right, so what are some negatives, though? I mean, I, like, we just spit all these positives, told y'all all the best reasons on why to come here. We're not even going to lie to you. There are some negatives within the HBCU, so what are your top ones? I think um, something, but I even feel like this would happen in college regardless. But I okay, think yeah, since, since our school is very small, we know everybody. So when someone or a friend gets an internship or a job offer, like, you're going to know, like people are posting about it and it's very easy to get caught up in comparing yourself. Yeah. And since everybody is really, you know, on the grind, chasing the bag, like it's it's hard. To... Isn't everybody chasing that bag? <laughs> <laughs> What's in the bag? <laughs> I don't know. That's why everyone's chasing it. <laughs> Trying to find out, I guess. I guess. But it, it's, it's just very easy to compare yourself and wish you were in other people's positions when at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you really don't know what people are going through. And yeah. I think that you just need to give your congrats and stay focused on your path because everybody's story here at Hampton is unique to them. And so mm-hmm. just know that your time will come. And as long as you're being diligent and, and staying focused... Your time will come. So uh, just don't don't compare yourself. Yeah. I feel like just in general, though, like comparison is bad regardless. Um, And I feel like it kind of gets you out of your mindset of like what you're trying to do. Like you're worried about what other people are doing and what you're not doing, quote unquote, I guess. But it's like that's not necessarily the case. It's not like you're not doing anything. You just are on a different path. Everybody's on a different journey. Exactly. And just sometimes you just need to shift your mindset and just see it Mm -hmm. as motivation rather than competition. And that's why you want to surround yourself with people that are on their grind and going out and getting internships and opportunities. Ask them how they got that job. Exactly. It's really not that hard. (laughs) It's not that hard. But I think another really, really big thing is the lack of resources, and I feel like this is the biggest deterrent to a lot of, a lot of students because they go and they tour the facilities and they compare to to they compare the HBCU facilities to PWIs, and they're like, there's really no comparison. Like they really be beating us. I can't even lie. Like oh yeah, they're life. significantly better, but they also receive a lot more money exactly um, in comparison, like with endowments and stuff like that. Um, so it's like, obviously they're going to be better. It's it is what it is. Yeah, there's like I feel like Hampton I feel like our school's not that bad, but there is like things that are like, um, can we get this fixed? Can we get this fixed? Right. But we have a new president and hopefully he's doing it, but Yeah, I've definitely seen changes and I feel like going to an HBCU is an it's an investment because you're going to be a Hampton pirate long after you graduate and yeah. seeing all of the changes that will come once you leave here and just I don't know. It's difficult because it is like definitely things our school could improve on, I think. But sometimes it's just out of our control. Like these PWIs are getting way more money than we are getting. Their alumni put way more money into their schools than ours do. But it's like I I feel like when you look at it, though, in the big picture, like that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Have been systematically underfunded. Um, white people have been given privilege since the fucking dawn of time. So it's like, 
obviously we're going to be lacking in some sense because right. we've always been, you know, on a step below white folks. So, like, right. it's it's going to take us a while to get to the equal playing field if we ever accomplish that because that is, you know, obviously been the goal since the dawn of time. It's something that's out of our control. Like, yes, when we graduate, what we can do is put more money back into our school. But, like, we're never going to compete with these with these PWIs when it comes to the money that they were receiving. Right. Did you know that the top 10 HBCU endowment total was $2.5 billion and the top 10 PWI endowment total was $318.8 billion? Huh? Do you Be know? so for real. So it's like we can't necessarily compete with the money that is coming in. And if that's what's deterring you is the quality of the facilities and such, then okay, girl, queen, pussy, boss, slay. But I feel like when it comes to our school, like most of the pros – of like going to an HBCU are more like an internal like not you can't necessarily see what the benefit is but like it's an intangible like it's something that like I'm gonna leave knowing who I am as a person I'm I have a great education you know and I feel like when it comes to like PWIs like being black at a PWI like they don't necessarily feel comfortable. There are studies that prove, like, where people have said that they don't feel comfortable, they don't feel right. accepted, they feel ostracized, um, and they don't have a sense of belonging. So it's like, I got all that here. That's better than, you know, a nice little gym or whatever. I'll take it. No, literally, <laughs> literally, you have to weigh out the pros and cons and, like, what's important to you? Do you want to graduate feeling like you wasted your four years at a PWI or do you want to feel taken care of and feel like you have grown as a person once you get your degree? I'll take the latter. (laughs) (laughs) And I also feel like, now this may not be necessarily a con, but I feel like in general it could be, but um, obviously when you go to an HBCU, it's black people here, so... There is a lack of diversity, and yeah, we have a couple international students on the tennis team, but, like, does that really match a diversity quota or whatever? But, right. I mean, I feel like that's give and take just because, like, yeah, we have we all come from diverse backgrounds, but we are all the same race slash ethnicity and right. so forth. So there is, like, you know, certain experiences that we aren't, I guess, aware of, but a lot of us grew up in spaces where it was predominantly white or we were around different ethnicities. It was more diverse growing up. So then I feel like when you come to this HBCU bubble, and that, that's why we call it a bubble, um, I feel like it's not that bad. I it's four years of all black folk compared to a lifetime of nonsense. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. I will take these four years surrounded by um, people that look like me. <laughs> because I'm about to be working for a system that doesn't give a flying about me so exactly. I might as well take these four years and have the time of my life and I think yeah I just wouldn't change it like I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't change it for the world and I especially for young black girls like this is the space to really find yourself and I think that from experience going to a PWI you're just pushed into a corner and your voice is overlooked and that doesn't happen here, shoddy, so. Yeah, and I just feel like at a PWI, like, you're just meeting a quota. Literally. You're going to be on the cover of whatever student enrollment pamphlet, like, right. come literally. On. They're going to ask you specifically because they know you're the only black person to be on that pamphlet. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like you have to work a lot harder to feel comfortable. You're going to, I feel like it's, like, almost natural to try to, uh, like, 
conform to these European standards of either beauty or just social aspects and stuff like that. So you're just really like you're just not exposed to like you're just not exposed to everything. And I feel I just feel like things are just so different here. I feel like I would be a completely different person if I went to a PWI. Yeah, and not for the better. And not for the better <laughs> at all. <laughs> I agree. And I think that at PWIs, there's so much black excellence. And it's just they're dropping the ball on cultivating that talent. Like coming here, you're going to meet so many different types of black people and people coming from all different types of background and just have so many different interests. Like there's literally a friend group for everybody. Like you are going to find your people at a PWI, I can't promise you the same thing. You may feel like Nina was saying, ostracized and like on the outskirts and still fighting for your life in the classroom and just defending yourself in situations mm-hmm. that you you shouldn't feel like that. Like I walk around here, I'm friends with the campus police. Would that be the same at a PWI? Probably not. Exactly. And like I just feel like I don't even know. I just love it here. Like you can literally go in your dorm, get your hair done. Get your lashes filled. Get your nails done. Literally. Boys can walk down to the next door, get get a little cut, get a little shape up. I'm saying, where else is that happening? Can you get a bust-down box braid? Can you get your little middle part? Can you get your little wig lace glued, all that? I don't even know much about wigs, so don't don't get me. But But can can you you do that at your PWI? No. Prove it. You can't. Because I've seen... No offense. Okay, wait. Because... Faye plays soccer. No, I was about to say the same thing. Because <laughs> sometimes, like, I don't know how good this is of us, but, like, when I be watching her play soccer and there's a little black girl on the team of all white girls, I be yelling, like, don't you wish you picked the HBCU? But also, sometimes they got their hair done. And, and it's I'm like, just I like just, who, who did that? Who did that? And how much did you pay? Because I know you paid a pretty penny. And sometimes, no offense... It looks Maybe. crazy. <laughs> Full offense. You look crazy. Go to HBCU. Like, they're not even done right. Like, and then, like, you see our players, and they just look beautiful. 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 Gorgeous. Yeah. So, go to an HBCU if you're a pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what advice would you give to you know, maybe high school juniors and seniors in the college application process? Apply to HBCUs. <laughs> Point blank, period. <laughs> well, like, okay, like, I think just in college in general, like, just put yourself out there. I mean, it's going to be scary. It's going to be uncomfortable. I really, truly, truly advocate for HBCUs for all black students. Um, but, yeah, put yourself out there. Join clubs. Go to events. Look for internships. Um, go to the career fairs. Um, go to the career center. Talk to your teachers. Get to know them. Like, it'll just build relationships for you that are like you're gonna you're gonna use those like you're gonna need those so just 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 go just go literally and i <laughs> just think, put yourself out there yeah i i okay i love my hcu i'm always <laughs> gonna gas her up um i think coming in as a freshman can be definitely scary and overwhelming mm-hmm. and i feel like now like hbcus are kind of like popping off you see them like all over tiktok like you see a lot more just media attention towards hbcu so don't just don't get lost in the sauce. Still, like, know yeah. who you are and just put yourself out there like Nina was saying. And comparison is the thief of joy. So don't fall victim to comparison. And I think by the time senior year rolls around, you're going to have a very good sense of self and you're going to mm-hmm. feel prepared going out into the real world. But don't feel the pressure of 
post-grad life, like still live in the moment, still understand that these are going to be the best four years of your life. So live and and bask in every single day and just find a healthy balance Mm -hmm. of focusing on what you are doing post-grad, but also what are you doing today? (laughs) (laughs) What's on the schedule? Because I know you're busy. I know you're busy, queen. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly think this is just one of the best decisions I've ever made was going to an HBCU. Like, I'm just not the same person I was four years ago. And I feel like my HBCU has aided in my personal development. And I really do feel ahead of the curve, at least when it comes to, like, graduating. Even if I necessarily don't have a plan, but I I just know who I am. Like, I know what I can accomplish and I know how to do it. Like, I really feel prepared to go into the real world and slay so literally and i feel like that's like 90 percent of life is just that confidence and yeah i have it thanks to my hbcu literally all right and the last and most important piece of advice i could offer you is when you go to college and you go to either your pwr or your hbcu just mind yours <laughs> literally it's really that simple Let's find us on all the social media platforms it's mind yours podcast and make yes. sure you guys are I don't know. (laughs) Minding your business, I guess. I was going to say, stay tuned for our next episode. Um, That's what I was going to say. Yeah, stay tuned. And also, if you guys have conversation topics or questions you want to ask us, feel free to DM us. We do want to start implementing guest speakers or even just answering your questions. So, yeah, hit us up on the socials. Literally. If you got something to say, we want to hear it. Period. Mind yours. Mind yours. (laughs)